They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. Hush your mouth. But I'm talking about Hatchet. Then we can dig it. The really real deal with brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. Now, no more water, you guys. Hello there, Virginia. I don't know who let the big dog out, but the big dog is out now. So, hey, these Democrats, they better run and hide, folks, because your friendly neighborhood hatchet man is here. And for the next two hours, I'm telling you, folks, I feel like I want to stomp a mud hole in these people and then walk it dry. Welcome to the program, folks. We have a whole lot to talk about today, folks. We got a phony, fake, talk about fake news. We got a fake government shut down to talk about. We got the Dirty Woman March to talk about. Oh, oh, did they call, what it was that they called themselves last year? No, they said the Nasty Woman March. That's right. Well, I, I better just call it the Dirty Woman March. I don't want, I mean, children might be listening. I don't want to use that word nasty. But they, they that's how they described themselves last year, folks. The, um, you know, they had these uh, pink hats on their heads, and I don't need to say what the hats represented. I think you all knew, know which body part uh, they were talking about when they, they had all these hats on their heads. And uh, so today, they're marching to commemorate the first anniversary of that march. Okay. <laughs> I mean, folks, you if I was a comedian trying to make stuff up, I could not have this type of material uh, to just make it up. I mean, this is crazy, folks. But now, yesterday's march was wonderful, okay? I was in Washington. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, your watchman on the wall was in Washington yesterday. Now, the march yesterday, the march for life Totally different. Totally different. You had dignified people. You had reverent people. You had people that the police did not have to worry. We're going to throw anything at them. Look, all we wanted to do was shake their hands and say, thank you so much for your service, sir. The same way we treat soldiers, okay? We don't, we don't treat soldiers the way Dick Durbin treated our soldiers uh, back when uh, George Bush was president and, and uh, Harry Reid. This war is lost. I mean, you know, every little setback that uh, happened to our soldiers in Iraq, uh, the Democrats tried to say, oh, the war is lost. Bring them home. Run, run with your tails tucked between your legs. And, and as a matter of fact, we're going to put that question to uh, the uh, gentleman that uh, the Watchman's Council, and I'm very honored and blessed and, and privileged to be a member of the Watchman's Council. And we did a vetting of the Senate candidates, and we endorsed Nick Freitas. And uh, some of my fellow watchmen are going to join us at 1030. And Nick is going to join us at 1035. 
And so uh, we're going to put that question to Nick. What did he think when he was in Iraq? Because Nick was actually in Iraq fighting at the time. And, you know, when Dick Durbin and, you know, some of these other senators were preening around then and, you know, some of the horrible things that they have said about our soldiers. Okay, and so and now they engineer this phony, this phony uh, government shutdown. There, there is no government. The government never shuts down, folks. Okay, and uh, so it's it's there's so much, and it's like this stuff is a mismatch today. Okay, there's so much to talk about, and it's all interconnected. The phony government's shut down, the marches, and it's seeing for one thing, it's all happening because you know we had the we had our march, the godly people, the members of the coalition. I'm always talking to you about the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition we who love life we who love god we had our march yesterday okay and of course um you know not to say that it was a democrat republican thing because it's not but i would be remiss as a watchman on the wall and a teller of truth i really would be remiss not to mention and this is what a lot of republicans will not do And it's absolutely an unimpeachable fact. And as a matter of fact, I challenge anyone to to deny that it is a fact, that it's just these things are not partisan, but you cannot help but notice which side of the partisan divide leans towards life, which side leans towards death. You You can't not deny that. Okay, and so throughout the program today, I'm going to be challenging Democrats to call in and tell the hatchet man. Well, no, don't tell me. Tell the audience. Okay, I'll just be I'm I'm the go between. You're talking with me, but you're talking to the audience. Um, What is it about being a Democrat that you think is is holy and righteous the way the Democrats claim that they are? Okay, we have a march for life. They make fun of us. Uh, they have a nasty woman march. And it's, I would bet you there's not a single Republican woman at the nasty woman march today. Not one. Not one. Now, conversely, at the march for life, I would bet you that it was 90% Republican and there are probably a few Democrats that were there And for the life of me, I cannot figure out why this little few, this small remnant of Democrats do not wake up and see. I mean, the Democrat Party is the party, folks, that voted God off the island. Okay, and this is not a hyperbole by a radio talk show host. Okay, this is an absolute incontrovertible fact that you can pull a video up, and this is the great thing about modern communications, think something the Democrats, like all authoritarians, they hate this, okay? In spite of the fact that they use it better than outside uses it, I remember Obama came right here in Virginia to Hampton University, gave a speech uh, six or seven years ago, and lamented the fact that there's too much technology, there's too much access to information. That's right, Barack Hussein Obama, the, the, the smartest president ever, okay? And now here comes his replacement, Donald Trump, and Donald Trump uses it. You might not uh, like some of his tweets, but you got to admit the man can get his message out over and above the mainstream media, and I think that's a great thing. But 
Anyway, uh, so much to talk about today, folks. Uh, we we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get into our first break early uh, because I've got a jam packed agenda, and uh, so we're gonna take that first break. Uh, you know, and I, I should actually I shouldn't say get it out of the way because the message is <laughs> we want you to go to our website and donate to keep us on the air, and so and if you like what you hear. Okay, and uh, freedom ain't free. Okay, and me standing behind this microphone is not free. And so, and if you would like to hear more of uh, truth, unvarnished truth, uh, being spoken to people in power, uh, a God that will defend Christians, that will defend conservative values, that will defend capitalism, that will defend choice in all things. That would defend the idea that we need to confront evil, the idea that we need to have consistency in application of law. If that's your idea, if you like that type of a coalition, the Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition, you might want to check out thereallyrealdeal.com and you might want to click the donate button. We would greatly appreciate it. We will be right back. A man and... A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Feeling my way through the darkness, guided by a beating heart. I can't tell. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Attention tradesmen, since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC card. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace. Experience great customer service and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate, number four, letter U.com. Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, try and keep your head up to the sky, lovers they may cause you tears, go ahead release your fears, stand up and be counted, don't be ashamed to cry, you gotta be, you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser, you gotta be hard, you gotta be tough, you 
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program as we listen to a little bit of Desiree. And she's got it exactly right, folks. You got to be bad. You got to be bold. You got to be wise. And uh, I'm telling you, folks, these Democrats, they are probably having a conniption fit today because they've been using this phony idea of a government shutdown for for, what, 30 years they've been using this and using it successfully, okay? And finally, finally, we have a president who fights back against these people, okay? Finally, Trump does not lay down and just take it. And so, uh, and the number, if you'd like to call in, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And we're going to welcome Mike to the program. Mike, what's on your mind, brother? That's it, man. I see in the paper this morning the Comey, ex-FBI chief, to teach William and Mary course on ethical leadership. <laughs> this, this is, this Isn't is that like something? Satan teaching a course on how to be a good Christian. Well, this, this now, is Mike, a disgrace. This you is know an something? Absolute disgrace. And William and Mary alumni, when they called to ask for a contribution, you know what they should tell the university? Ask uh, Comey for one. <laughs> but listen, Mike, this happens all the time, brother, okay? Well, all, I mean, because Satan... It's time we start doing something about it. I'm yes. tired of this. It happens all the time. Excuse. Yeah, well, it's not an excuse. I'm just saying that we have to fight it, okay? And uh, But think about this, Mike. Uh, a Barna survey was recently done of uh, seminary students, and this survey, uh, and Barner, they do all types of uh, surveys in the Christian world. They Actually, they may do other types of surveys. I'm familiar with those surveys that they do concerning Christian faith. And what the Barner survey found was that 30% of seminary students do not really believe Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. So why are they there, Mike? Why are they there? And so this is, this is what Democrats do. This is what Satan does. And what we have to learn how to do, we have to define what sacred ground is, what holy ground is. Just like in a, in a physical war, you have to defend your territory and uh, anyone that wants to invade, which is why Trump got elected to build a wall. He's defending our territory. But we have holy territory, our children, our churches, our educational institutions. These, there once was a time, Mike, when Hollywood was holy territory. I can remember growing up as a boy, almost every television program taught a moral principle. Every, I mean, everything. My, some of my favorite programming, you know, the Big Valley. Um, um, uh, Lord, I'm I'm drawing a uh, a blank here of a lot of these shows I grew up with. Andy Griffith, Goma Pyle. You, na- I mean, you just you name the program. Your westerns, the good guy always won. Okay, uh, there was always a moral to the story. And today, I mean, sometimes you have uh, a more ramped up version of the good guy versus the bad guy. But quite often, Mike, you just have debauchery. Okay, well, and yeah, uh, so well, they, they've uh, taken uh, over. I blame us for it because we sat back and we let it happen. Well, Mike, no one hear the excuse on how this happened a little at a time. Mike Didn't is not brother. Coming? Didn't we see this stuff coming? Yes, and nobody but... did anything about it. All I know <laughs> is the Bible says God will not be mocked. 
And that's what we are doing in this country today. We are mocking God. Well, brother, why do you think I'm on the air, okay, to take back some of this holy territory? And this is why I fight and, uh, and I expose these things where uh, the, the media world has, has been in, invaded. The Christian church is now uh, under invasion. I mean, you actually have, uh, you know, I was reading the other day of a, a lesbian bishop in, I think it's the, uh, well, I don't want to say which church it was um, because uh, I can't remember exactly which denomination this was, but this woman went into the Bible and tried to pick apart some words of Jesus to claim that this proves that Jesus uh, is not divine. And she's doing this from the pulpit. Yeah, this is, yeah. Okay, so this, my, and when I point things out, it's not an excuse, it's an observation. And so I'm on your side, brother. I'm just, uh, I'm echoing what you're saying and just sharing with you where there are some other instances of the exact same thing. But well, um, and to let you know how much of an old timer uh, I am, I don't have a computer, so is there a telephone number I can call to contribute? Oh, yes. Uh, you, um... Uh, give your give your number to Scott uh, before you hang up, and then I'll call you back, and and we can we can work it that way. Now let me now. If, do you have a pen handy? I can give you the mailing address right now because there may be other listeners out there that would like to have the mailing address. Yeah, uh, let yeah. me. You, are you ready to write? I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. Okay. You would make your check out to the First Amendment Inc. It's just like the Constitution, all spelled out. The First Amendment. Uh, comma, I-N-C, Inc. The First Amendment, Inc. And, First and, Amendment, Inc. Yes, okay. and you would mail it to 8659... 8659... Staples Mill Road. Staples Mill Road. Richmond, 23228... And I greatly appreciate that, Brother Mike. Two, three, two, two, eight. No, I'm not arguing with you in any way. Yes. It's just I am disgusted to see what has happened to this country, that a perfectly good country is being turned into a daggum cesspool. The whole country is being turned into a cesspool, and too many people are just standing by doing nothing. Yeah. Now, give a listen. Uh, I'm a member of the Watchman's Council, and we did a Senate vetting uh, this, uh, this past week, and we have chosen to endorse... Uh, Nick Freitas to uh, run for the um, Republican nomination for the United States Senate well, and, and face off Corey Stewart. Uh, well, me personally, of the top, there were four candidates. I personally liked all three of the top three. That would have been Corey Stewart, uh, Bishop E. W. Jackson, and and Nick Freitas. And but the uh, the council is 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 a it's a lot of men and so and everyone had one vote and uh, and the winner at the end of the uh, at the end of the voting was uh, was Nick Freitas. Okay, now we're not I'm not at liberty to say what the vote was or or who voted for whom, but we did uh, in the event that Nick does not win the nomination, we did approve uh, the the other candidates, all four of them. Right. Uh, no, so you're yeah. endorsing Nick, but you will support anybody that wins the nomination. E- exactly. So right. as a, right. as an organization, we are endorsing Nick. Now, me personally, I cannot personally endorse this early because quite often uh, I am requested as a debate moderator. Okay, because during yeah. the governor's debate, I moderated 
one of the debates. And in previous years, I've been a debate moderator uh, for various offices. And so uh, I may be called upon again uh, to moderate a debate. And, uh, and you know, Mike, when I moderate a debate, brother, uh, it's not like, uh, it's not uh, boredom, <laughs> okay? Yeah, we, yeah. you know, I go after them and I try to bring out of them uh, things to reveal uh, to the audience uh, more of their character because this is a really, really important choice. And, and they, they're, all three of them are good. And I think the main quality, speaking for myself personally, the main quality I was looking at is can you look that Democrat, Tim Kaine, in the eye, stomp a mud hole in him, and then walk it dry? That's, that's what I want. I want an onion toter, okay? I do not want someone like Ed Gillespie that's going to walk up in there with his set of blueberries and think he's doing something, okay? Yeah, and I, know, I don't want an onion toter that's toting a set of baby pearls. If you're going to yeah. call yourself an onion toter, you better be toting a set of Adalias, brother, because the Democrats, they're going to throw everything at you, no matter whether it's Nick, whether it's Corey, whether it's EW. They will make it up. I mean, they, yeah, you know, well, they said sure. Mitt Romney killed a man's wife. They said Mitt Romney had not paid his taxes in 10 years. I mean, they, they will just, they will make things up, okay? They yeah. staged Charlottesville so that they could unfairly paint that against Republicans because they, they don't have anything positive to motivate the Democrat voter base. So all they have to motivate their, their voter base is hatred, Okay, and they make them think that we who are Christians, we who are conservatives, we who are Republicans, we who believe in capitalism, we who believe in the United States Constitution, we who believe in America first, that somehow or we who believe that a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. Mike, they, they're, they're telling these people that that makes us haters. Yeah, and so I, our nominee has to be ready to fight, okay? And my prayer, and I hope God in heaven hears this prayer, Mike, that we do not have a, the Boy Scout effect, okay? That we have a man's man that be a Christian, but be a, be a, really, a really real Christian, okay? Be like Jesus with the whip chasing people out of the temple. I got a roll, brother. Right, okay. God bless you. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, all right, folks. We are at our bottom of the hour uh, news break. And uh, so do you have uh, Man's World queued up there, Scott? Yeah, yeah. A little, little, little bit of James Brown, Man's World. Because remember, folks, when you listen to your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, you're listening to Real Man Radio. You're listening to Grown Folks Radio. And um, I'd say whatever I say without apology. And if the Democrats don't like it, the phone number is 804-454-1366. Stand up and be counted, don't be shame to cry. You gotta be, you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser, you gotta be hard, you gotta be tough, you gotta be stronger.
That's right. You tell them, Michael Jackson, take a look at the man in the mirror and make a change. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And folks, we have a special treat for you today. We have a big dog, big time, really real deal candidate running to be the next United States senator from the state of Virginia, uh, a, a, a young man that I'm very proud to call a friend, Nick Freitas. And Nick, brother, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great, Greg. How are you? I'm fantastic. And congratulations again, Nick. I was sharing with the audience earlier uh, in the program before you called that, uh, you know, I'm one of the uh, members of the Watchman's Council and uh, I shared with them about the vetting process that we had last week uh, where we invited all four of the Republican candidates for the United States Senate uh, vying for the right uh, and not just the right, but the responsibility to uh, wage uh, a battle against uh, sitting Senator Tim Kaine and, uh, and of course, uh, you're the man of the hour. You are the gentleman that has received uh, the endorsement uh, of the Watchman's Council. And uh, we just want to thank you. Uh, there's so many reasons to thank you, Nick. Uh, for, thank you for your military service. Thank you for, for your service uh, as a Virginia delegate. And thank you for stepping up to, to take on this enormous task. Well, well again, it's, it's all very much my pleasure and, and my family's pleasure to do so. And uh, I got to say, it was it was a very thorough vetting process that that we went through with the Watchman's Council, and I, I enjoyed going through it, and I I enjoyed the thoroughness of it, and I was obviously very honored to to have their endorsement. Yeah, yeah, and you, and another thing about it too, Nick, is that uh, you were up against some very very stiff competition. I mean. Uh, Corey Stewart and E.W. Jackson, I mean, these men, they get after it, okay? Uh, very very well-versed, very articulate, very aggressive. Uh, and in an age of Trump, uh, this is the type of uh, tone, aggression, and thoroughness uh, we need. And uh, so for, uh, you know, some people maybe uh, would scratch their head and say, well, wow, the young guy has, has uh, jumped over the, the, the two elders and uh, but you were just you were so impressive, and uh, you know with your your military background, uh, your willingness uh, to maintain your Christian faith, but to not be like a Christian Boy Scout. Like you know, in other words, w- w- and I think I was the one that put this question to you about the uh, the sniper who's a Christian versus you know the guy that's uh, back home uh, teaching Sunday school. That both jobs are very valuable, but you know the sniper has to do what snipers do, and uh, and we can't say that he's not a Christian because he 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 accepted the responsibility uh, to defend his brothers and his nation. And uh, and so you you showed a willingness and a, a very thorough knowledge of of the issues and uh, and so I think that's what we're looking for someone that can really articulate uh, positions that are very important uh, to the Christian conservative uh, constitutional capitalistic coalition. No, I, I I agree, and and I I think it comes down to this. I've you know I've been to I've been to actual combat, and I and I know what that's like. And obviously, this is this is something akin to political combat. Yes. Uh, but obviously, the rules of engagement are very, very different. Yes. And the way that we win within that that political battle that we're having is that it really is a battle of ideas. 
And so it, it's not about attacking people on an individual level. It's not about attacking them personally, but it is about having a, a relentless and passionate argument about those ideas, the various ideas that are involved here and the consequences of those ideas. Yes. And I, I passionately believe that the, the consequences of the modern liberal progressive movement, a, a movement which is predicated on the coercive force of government, I think they have negative consequences. I think they hurt people. I don't oppose it because of some philosophical abstract notion. I, I oppose it because at the end of the day, I believe it hurts people, especially the poorest and most vulnerable among us. By the same token, uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm nowhere near as passionate about attacking that philosophy as I am about building up that political philosophy, which which lifts people up out of mm-hmm. poverty and gives them an opportunity to pursue happiness yes. in accordance with their definition, insofar as it does not infringe on the rights of others, and that is the policy of individual liberty and free markets and property rights and equality and justice before the law. So I'm I'm passionate about those things. I love to argue about them. I love to talk about them. I love to find ways to illustrate how that philosophy is relevant to everybody. It really is a, un- a unifying philosophy, and yeah. I, that's how we're talking about it. Yeah, you sound like Prophet Nehemiah. Uh, on the one hand, he's he's building, rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem, but uh, because they're under c- relentless attack, uh, you know, they have a tool in one hand for building and a weapon in the other hand for defense, and so uh, they're they're ready. No, he's he's ready no matter what. Well, and, and if you remember, and the way Nehemiah got that wall built so quick, so fast, is that he had very everybody along the side where their home was, where where that wall meant the most to them, is where they were doing the work. And, mm-hmm. and it, was, it was through that process of making sure that we were unifying people around a specific cause. And, and we understood what the threat was, right? But the threat wasn't the focus. It was, it was the passion and love for what you were defending that motivates yes. people to work hard and to work faster and, and to protect. And I really believe that that, that motivation, that mm-hmm. motivation for, for what you love is so much stronger than trying to motivate people based off of fear or division. Yeah. Now, speaking of motivating people based off of fear and division, we know this is the Democrat playbook. Uh, as you know, as we discussed during the vetting, they uh, they they said Mitt Romney killed a man's wife. They they said you know Mitt Romney had not paid his taxes in ten years. They they have proven time and time again that they will either make things up or they will take a little teeny bit of truth and totally twist it out of shape so you won't even recognize it, and 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 get their voters to vote based on hating us. So. I'm of the philosophy that every election, and I've been sharing this with candidates for, for well over a decade, that it, it boils down to a math equation, okay? We have people that uh, no matter whether they support uh, Corey or EW or, or the other candidate in the primary, if you're the winner, they are going to vote for you. Now, we have people that, uh, like today, the Nasty Woman March is going on in Washington, those women, no matter what. Love me. <laughs> no, no, matter, no matter what, those women are going to vote Democrat. But, Nick, there are other people in the middle that have, they, they have tired feet, they wear work boots, they have calluses on their hands. How do you reach those people? Did we, did we lose Nick? 
Hey, I'm, I'm back on now. Sorry about that. Oh, now how much of that question did you hear? Well, let me restate the question because maybe my question didn't go out on the air either. Um, but uh, did you hear my analysis of the math equation? Yeah, that there's there's certainly going to be some people that are Corey supporters or e, EW supporters right. that if I get the nomination, they're going to support they, me. Right. You, exactly. You got them. Okay. Now, there are people that all their lives, they have been taught that Republicans hate brown people, hate black people. The, the, the people at the Dirty Woman March, they're saying Republicans hate women. When And the odd thing is, Nick, Republican men are more likely to marry their women than are Democrat men. No one wants to say that, uh, but it's an absolute documented fact. And so, but these people, they've been taught these things. And, and the sad thing is, Nick, some of them actually believe that Republicans hate children, hate clean air, hate clean water. Now, for people that have been taught that all their lives, but yet and still, they have calluses on their hands, they have tired feet, they're working double shifts, and they see Donald Trump giving tax cuts. They see in Donald Trump uh, is presiding over a nation where confidence in the economy is so high that it has caused everyone's 401k to grow by 27%. Uh, so you have these... Two things happening here, the good happening on the ground and the media focusing on fake news. How do you get go through the noise and get some of these people? We don't need them all. All we need is about maybe 15% of them. How do you get them, Nick? Well, there's two aspects to this. And, and one of the things is we have so many mechanisms now where we can go beyond what the, the traditional media venues are and actually get our message out to the people. So I think that's critical. And by virtue of being a candidate, I'm going to have access to those. And, and I'm going to be able to go ahead and make my message. And even when the media is trying to uh, manipulate it, when, when you're going live and you're able to make that, you're able to get your message out free from, from media editing, uh, that, that's powerful. That, that's one aspect of this. <clears throat> the other aspect is, as Republicans, we have to go into traditional into areas that traditionally uh, you could say are hostile to the Republican Party. And quite frankly, Craig, we've got to take ownership of the fact that some of these areas are hostile to the Republican Party, not simply because we've been caricatured, but because when we've had certain Republicans in office, they've refused to, they've refused yes. to govern along the lines of what they campaigned on. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I'll tell you this, and I've experienced this personally. I have gone into areas where I've gone and I've met with groups that I knew I knew had a negative impression of me that had members within those groups that had told the rest of the group that I was a horrible person. And when I went in there and I took the time, right. And it, it's, it's not, it's kind of an unnerving position to go into a room where, you know, almost everyone there is, is arrayed against you. And I took the time to get to know them. Yeah. Tell me about it. They took the time to get to know me on a personal level as, as a, not just a politician or a representative, but as a, as a veteran, as a husband, as a father, as a, as a son, um, and we had shared experiences. And when they got to know me on a personal level, it wasn't just that they were now convinced that, okay, this guy isn't all bad. I, I can talk with this guy and we can find common ground. It wasn't that they just came to that conclusion. They also came to the conclusion that the people within their group that had tried to tell them that I was an evil, bad, horrible person, mm -hmm. they'd been lied to. They had been lied to. Yes. So the pledge was not just made. So now, now it backfired. Because when you lie about someone, eventually it will backfire on you mm -hmm. if 
the person you're lying about is willing to go in there and actually take the time to get to know people. And so, Amen um, to that. That's the big if. And it sounds like you. we finally have someone that gets it, okay? And uh, and I think a lot of for a lot of years, it was just fear. Um, you know, fear of the media and Republicans are just so fearful uh, that they're going to be called racist or evil, and they're going to be called that anyway. And, uh, and, and I know you as a um, Christian apologist and student of the Bible, I would bet that you know the most oft-repeated phrase in the Bible. You know, it, it, so I'm going to put you on the spot to share it. <laughs> the most oft-repeated phrase in the Bible? Yeah, it's two words. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> fear not. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't. I, now I feel bad. I didn't know that. But, <laughs> I, but I will. But I will tell you. Fear, fear not. So it sounds now you may not have known it as a phrase, but you know it in your soul because you're the living embodiment of putting it out there, which is why, which is one of the reasons why you received the endorsement of the the Watchman's Council. Well, I, I, again, I appreciate that. And it was interesting. I was talking with someone not long ago and, and we were talking about the whole concept of fear. And I said, you know something, as a Christian, I'm allowed to fear God and nothing else. Amen to that. A, and look, don't forget that when the Democrats start pouring on, because it's not if they do it, it's when they do it. Sure. Yeah. No, no. Well, we have, and, I, and I'll say this too, there, there's obviously... Um, I have very significant differences with uh, my Democrat colleagues in the House of Delegates, very significant differences with uh, Democrat Tim Kaine. But I'll tell you what, I, when you interact with people on an individual level, regardless of, the, regardless of that party affiliation, and you treat them as a person, mm-hmm. and you talk about those issues, and then you, you talk Being about cordial. it from the yes. Exactly. When you talk about it from the philosophy of wanting to empower people, not government, it resonates. And, yeah. and it is capable of unifying people around that. So I, I'm, I'm confident going forward. We're going to go forward with boldness, and we're going to conduct ourselves with honor, but we're going to go forward bold in, in the political philosophy that we espouse and the approach that we take to it. Hey, God bless you, brother. And uh, you, you have a microphone right here anytime you want it, Nick. Well, thank, thank you very much, Brother Craig. I really appreciate that, and thank you for everything you do. Okay, God bless you, and uh, we'll we'll be we'll we'll be inviting you back from time to time. So, uh, you know, you can give us an update on what you're doing, and um, you know, and 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 one, but one, actually, one last question, and this is um, about party labels, not individuals. Okay, uh, and so, and I know you don't want to attack Tim Kaine personally, but the Republican brand has been so destroyed, and and it's very sad that in a Christian nation that was founded by God-fearing Christian men uh, on the idea that our rights and freedoms come from God, not our fellow man, as as all the other um, uh, ideologies, communism, socialism, fascism, uh, atheism, fundamentalist Islam, all of them rise man above God. Some of them even deny God. And but but Republicanism, Christian faith, what what this this you know the idea that the individual is free and the government is the servant, you know that idea is just under constant attack. And the Republican brand, which espouses that freedom, has been so destroyed, and people think it means something that it does not. How willing are you to go after the Democrat brand 
not with lies the way they have destroyed the Republican brand, but just exposing the Democrat brand as a, a type of anti-God, anti-freedom, anti-individual um, philosophy that, had, that saw the first modern uh, Democrat president, Andrew Jackson, relocated the Native Indians uh, from uh, Virginia and, and areas east over to west of the Mississippi, primarily to Oklahoma. Uh, they're the party of slavery. They were the party of Jim Crow. Uh, now they're the party of bringing illegals in and rising them up and over American dreamers. And so they're, you know, they're the party that defends murderers but will not defend an unborn innocent baby in the womb. And, and so we have all this truth to tell about that particular party, that philosophy, and I very rarely run across a Republican willing to do that. Well, I've, I've said it before, and to, and to reiterate some of the things you mentioned, um, I, I get very frustrated when Democrats try to constantly peg Republicans as either being racist or sexist or somehow bigoted when my party is not the party of the Trail of Tears. My party is not the party of slavery. My party is not the party that opposed women's suffrage. My, my party is not the party that put 100,000 Asian Americans in concentration camps without due process of law. My party is not the party of Jim Crow, and my party is not the party that gives billions of, or millions of dollars in subsidies to the abortion industry to destroy innocent human life, primarily in minority neighborhoods. Yes. So, no, I'm sorry. All of that is fair game. The history of the Democratic Party Thank and the you. modern philosophy that they operate off of. And again, I am thrilled. I am thrilled that the Democrats are no longer the party of the Trail of Tears or slavery or Jim Crow or, or, um, or opposition to women's suffrage. But the problem is, is that there's, there's this underlying philosophy within Democrat um, political policy, which still believes that the government is the one that should be micromanaging our lives. And as a result of that, they undermine the value of individual liberty. And as a result of that, they create a society in which a political elite, those with the best political connections, are able to rise above at the expense of everyone else. And that philosophy is absolutely fair game for attack. Amen. Okay. And I plan to attack it, and I'll tell you why, Craig. I plan to attack it on behalf of everybody that I believe has been a victim of it. And that is the poor, that is the downtrodden, those are the people that don't have the political connections. And on their behalf, I will attack it relentlessly. Okay, we're going to rank that a home run, brother. I, I, look, I feel like we need to play out. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, <laughs> cue that up, Scott. <laughs> cue, cue up, cue and and you hang on and you listen to this, brother, because this <laughs> this little promo we're gonna play. Uh, this this really describes you, and um, I can't tell you how pleased I am to hear you say that. And um, just uh, thank you, Nick. Thank you. Thank you. So much. All right. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real. Okay, deal you can with cut Brother it, Scott. Craig, the hatchet <laughs> man. 
Saturdays, 10 to noon. Nick, you still there? Oh, okay. He's, he, you still there, Nick? I'm still here. Okay. Well, look, I played that just for you, brother, because that's what we've been wanting, someone to be a champion for truth, a champion for liberty, a champion for Christian faith, a champion for conservative values, a champion for capitalism, a champion for choice in all things, uh, a champion for consistency and application of law, and a champion for the idea that we should confront evil wherever we find it, uh, just like in the, in the words of uh, the late, great Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, whose birth we just celebrated last week. So thank you, God bless you, and, and Godspeed to you, Nick. Thank you, sir. You too. All right. Well, all right, folks, uh, we are going to, uh, well, I guess we're going to take a, a late break here. And uh, when we come back, we'll open the phone lines up for you. Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live as we listen to a little bit of the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, talking about freedom and you gotta think. And we want to welcome Edison to the program. Edison, we got about two minutes, brother. What's on your mind? Just wanted to call. I haven't touched base with you, you know, in quite a while. Uh, Brother Craig, I just really admire what you say, you know, but back some time ago, you, you shared, uh, you know, in the last days it would be lovers of men, you know, and and these things that are happening right now are, are just so biblical. Yeah, yeah. And, and the whole Democrat philosophy fits into that, you know, lovers of men, not of God, because our freedom, our freedom comes from God. And so, yes, sir. you know, they don't revere that. They want to be the one to decide what the limit of your freedom is, the limit of my freedom. 
you know, yep. even the freedom to be born, which is what we were marching about in Washington yesterday. Yes, sir. Yeah. I just want to thank you so much for being that voice, that, that faithful voice in the radio, that faithful voice. Uh, God bless you. Oh, thank you. I, I, I really appreciate that, man. <laughs> God bless you, sir. Thank you. God bless you, too. All right. And, um, well, um, we, we were right up against the break. And uh, now we may we may have uh, Congressman Brett. I, I uh, talked to uh, our congressman earlier uh, this morning. And, of course, you know, he's, you know, really, really under the gun right now. And if he can squeeze it in, uh, he'll call in uh, before 12. But uh, we're going to go ahead and take our uh, top of the hour news break uh, coming up here. And, um, you know, what, what, you, what you got lined up for me there, Scott? Um, play, play James Brown again, Man's World. Yeah, yeah. This is Man's World Radio, folks, Grown Folks Radio. And uh, when we come back from our top of the hour news break, we will take your phone calls uh, and we will get into this phony, fake um, government shutdown, and we'll talk about the two contrasting marches, the march where I went to Washington yesterday, uh, the March for Life. And I'll also update you on my meeting with representatives of Health and Human Services that we held at the Bible Museum. And uh, we're, But we're going to contrast yesterday's march with today's march, and we're going to contrast uh, Republican uh positions where people lean in a certain direction and Democrat positions where people lean in a, in a, in a certain direction. And I'm going to invite some Democrats to call up and defend your positions. We will be right back. Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live as we listen to a little bit of Gnarls Barkley. What a name, what a name, what a song. <laughs> Does that make me crazy? And, um, you know, I guess the Democrats, you have to ask them that because as the guy says in the song, they, it's not that they 
didn't know enough. They just knew too much. And, uh, you know, that reminds me of that famous quote uh, by Ronald Reagan where he said, "It's, it's not that our Democrat friends don't know enough is that they know so much that just isn't so. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the program, our second uh, hour of today's program. We had a really, really uh, great first hour, I thought. Um, really, really uh, great interview we had with Nick Freitas. And uh, coming up uh, just in a moment or so, uh, we're going to have uh, another one of the combatants uh, for the right to represent the Republican Party uh, in this face-off against Tim Kaine, uh, we're going to have Corey Stewart. Uh, he's going to be calling in uh, in a very few moments. And uh, and we're still holding out hope that we may have uh, Congressman Dave Bratt before the program is over. But uh, but anyway, uh, as, as promised, we want to get into uh, this phony, fake uh, government shutdown. And depending on uh, what source of information... Uh, you know, some some people say 13%, some people say 17%, uh, but that, that 13 is the lowest number I've heard, 17% is the highest number I've heard. So somewhere in that range, that's how much of the federal government that's going to actually shut down due to the so-called government shutdown, which, of course, Tim Kaine voted for, okay? And, um, you know, and I just got a text message from Corey Stewart uh, re- reminding me of that fact, but, uh, you know, I, I, I knew that. And, uh, of course, the Democrats, they vote in lockstep. And, you know, the thing about uh, Democrats, uh, various uh, ones that uh, maybe uh, they live in uh, what you might call a, a a swing state area where, you know, sometimes the Republicans might win. Uh, so they give those guys a little leeway to pretend uh, to care more about things that you and I really care about. Whereas the Democrat that's from, say, California or New York, you know, the Democrat that's from places or from Maryland, you know, the, the Democrat that's from places where the Republican does not stand a chance just because the, uh, the registration roles of the two parties, uh, they're just so, so tilted. Um, and I, you know, I even challenged that assertion, but this is the belief. This is the belief. Okay. Um, those guys, they are really, really out there. Okay. And they really will tell you what's really on their mind, okay? Whereas the Democrat that has to defend against being too far out there, he has to pretend to be middle of the road. He has to pretend to be common sense. Quite often, he even has to pretend to be a Christian, okay? Now, how you can uh, say that you're so Christian that you will not ever vote uh, for something like the death penalty for a terrorist, for a murderer, for a rapist, you, because you just you're too Christian to. Oh no, we can't take life. But that same Democrat, they have no compunction at all about taking the life of an innocent baby in the womb, uh, in spite of uh, our founding fathers writing words to the effect of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, how are you going to have liberty and pursue happiness if you don't have life, okay? And, uh, and so these things to folks like us, you know, this seems like common sense. But, you know, these, uh, you know, the, these Democrats, they, common sense just leaves, okay? Common sense leaves. And so everything is about the exact opposite 
of uh, having you be a, a thoughtful uh, person or teaching your children to be thoughtful, to reflect on the goodness of God. Everything, you know, they focus your children right in on the flesh. And, um, and so we're going to, with, with that, folks, we're just going to bring uh, our next guest on, Corey Stewart. Corey, what's on your mind, brother? Hey, Hatchet Man, great to be on your show. You know what? Uh, Tim Kaine showed his true colors yesterday when he yes. shut, voted to shut down the federal government, voted to put illegal aliens ahead uh, of Virginians. And we've got so many Virginians who work for the federal government, for DOD, for defense contractors. Yes. They're going to be furloughed and... And, and that you said a mouthful when you said put the illegals first because see I maintain that really only between thirteen and seventeen percent of the government is actually shutting down that you know the soldiers are defending the nation the uh the 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 the, the jet plane that flies around the earth with the nukes on it is still flying it still has fuel in it the uh, social security checks are going to go out and uh, and what they call non essential personnel which is, you know, depending on where, where you look, it's between 13 and 17%. But spiritually, what the statement they're making is exactly what you said, Corey. They prefer the future Democrat voters, i.e. illegal aliens that they want to legalize, they prefer them over current American voters. Am I overstating it? You're, you're right on, and I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of people who are normally voting Democrats uh, who in Northern Virginia in particular, because you're talking about hundreds of thousands, hundred, literally hundreds of thousands of Virginians who either work for mm-hmm. federal government uh, or for federal contractors who are going to be furloughed come Monday. Yeah, and, and yeah we're the number one take- state for that, aren't we? Well, we, we certainly are. And look, as much as grief as we like to give to, you know, uh, federal workers, the truth is most of them just, they work hard, they get up in the morning, they do their job, they come back home to, to their families. And now Tim Kaine is going to make sure that they're furloughed. They're not going to appreciate it. And, and, and yeah, it's true. You know, our most active duty uh, military personnel, it's not going to affect them. Those who are in the, in the, in the in uh, the war zones, but yeah, I think even the training. Mueller the Mueller investigation aren't they going to keep getting their checks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they can chase fake news, fake Russia news? You know, the real Russia news for like Uranium One, they're not interested in that. You know, Hillary and Obama sending uh, what what was it, Corey? Was it twenty percent of our uranium capacity to Rosatom, the the Soviet uh, nuclear agency? I mean, you can't. I mean, if we were mystery writers, we couldn't invent something like this. That that's right. I mean, you know, look, Hillary is crooked, and so is Tim Kaine, and that's going to come out. There's no question about it. Uh, yeah, and, please uh, tie that. And I, I threw that. I threw that softball at you just so you could tie. <laughs> 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 and I know you can do it, brother. <laughs> so go ahead, stomp a mud hole in them. I'm going to. I mean, look, I'm just telling you, Tim Kaine is vulnerable here. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's got, he, he is, I mean, voting to shut down the federal government, uh, voting to furlough thousands of Virginians. And by the way, you know, the military is affected by this. Military families aren't getting their services. They're going to be shutting down commissaries. Mm-hmm. They're going to be shutting down military health care for military families, veterans. Uh, are going to be affected by this veterans' health care. 
uh, a so lot of military is that, readiness. Is stuff. the VA is uh, are there any? I, my, I'm under the impression that the VA hospital things that these are not considered non-essential. Non-essential would be parks and recs. I remember when Obama. Uh, engineered the same thing. And, and of course, Corey, you know this, but I'll just share it for maybe if we have some listeners that don't know it, that uh, for the past 30 years, the uh, Democrats uh, have figured out that they could use the occasional government, phony government shutdown to their political advantage. And Republicans have been running from it because the media always blames Republicans, whether the president is Republican or Democrat, and whether Congress is controlled by Republican or Democrat, it's always the Republicans' fault. But we, fought for the first time, we have a Republican president that's fighting back. Uh, don't you think that's good news, Corey? Absolutely it is. And by the way, there's no question here, this is the Democrat shutdown, because well, they voted against the, the, the continuing revolu- uh, resolution. All the Republicans and the president supported a continuing resolution to keep the government rolling until this, uh, until they can come to an agreement. It was the Democrats, including Tim Kaine, who voted against it. He shut yeah. it down in order to try to get DACA, in order to try to get amnesty for illegal aliens. Yeah. Now, let me give you some props here, Corey. And uh, for those of you who may not know or if you're just tuning in, uh, Corey Stewart is uh, one of the candidates running for the Republican nomination for the United States Senate. He, in effect, is uh, asking the voters in in the primary coming up in June to select him to be the guy that represents all of us, the Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition, uh, for the right and and the responsibility, Corey, not just the right, but the responsibility to walk up to Tim Kaine and take that seat away from him. And uh, now you have some real chops when it comes to immigration, because I remember interviewing you on my radio program, what was it, Corey, six or seven years ago when you were making headlines in, uh, in the county that you represent, Prince William County? Yeah, and you know what? We got the job done, too. We put, it was in 2007. Ten years ago, we put in the nation's toughest crackdown on illegal immigration. We sent thousands of illegal aliens out of Prince William County. They left a crime rate uh, plummeted by 48.7% in two years. It is still looked at as a model. Mm-hmm. It was used by Arizona. It's used across the country. And when I'm in the United States Senate, we're going to force this model on every locality, every jail in the country, which is very simple. You get arrested. We're checking immigration status. You're here illegally. We deport you. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple. Now, uh, now before common sense. Now, Corey, before they call you racist, tell them who that includes. Is it, does this include brown people, black people, white people, rich people, poor people, or does this include all people? It includes all people. Everybody's checked. We don't care what your ethnicity is, what your race is, what language you speak, none of that. We right. check everybody's immigration status. Right. And, and, and if you're here illegally, we don't care whether you're from you know, Canada or Mexico or Sweden or Japan or Russia. Yeah. If you're here illegally, you commit a crime, we arrest you, you're deported. Very simple. Yeah, yeah. And see, and, and this is the thing that they, they use phony racism for every, it's their catch-all. You know, if they don't have an answer, they just play the race card, okay? Uh, you, you know, you woke up out of bed late. Oh, you must be a racist. It's just, it's, it, it's ridiculous. And, um, and, and folks, I'm telling you, uh, Corey Stewart is fearless in this regard. And uh, I just wanted to give you your props on that. Uh, Corey, and um, 
Now, the, um, the, 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 the issue of immigration and what Ted Kennedy got started in 1965, uh, this was right when uh, black Americans were just getting the opportunity to compete fairly, okay? You just had the civil rights legislation that Republicans triumphed over Democrat opposition to give to the nation, and immediately after blacks get the legal right to have the federal government defend their right just simply to compete fairly, this was before set-asides and all that that came in under Nixon, just only had the right to compete fairly, the Democrat Party was already looking down the road, and and perhaps, Corey, they were thinking, wow, if— if these black guys start making money, they might want to start voting uh, Republican, and uh, we need to get some new poor people in. So they immediately started opening up immigration. And what what is it about the uh, the idea that people at the bottom need the chance to get their first job, to learn job skills, to get the $10 an hour job, which will lead them to the $20 and $30 an hour job later down the road? What is it about that idea that people find so difficult to explain uh, the fact that this extra competition puts downward pressure on the, the opportunity of their citizen that's already here? You know, even, you know, white guys from Appalachian and mountains, same difference. Yeah, yeah. You know what most people don't realize? The Immigration and Natural, uh, Nationality Act of 1965 was designed to keep working-class people down. It changed everything. It changed it from a system that was based upon meritocracy. In other words, bringing people into the country who actually had something to offer the country, people who had businesses, people who had money, people who, uh, who worked hard, people who weren't on the public dole. And, and, and that's the way it was before. And we didn't care what country you were from. But after 1965, it was deliberately designed. The, the federal government deliberately changed it to bring in, uh, you know, laborers. Needy and, people. And, and depress. That's right, needy people. And depress wages for working class Americans. And that especially impacted African Americans and other minorities. Yeah. And if you think about it, if you're a working class and, guy. And blue collar white guys. I mean, blue. there are a lot of white guys that work in construction trades that are used to. And, and, you know, I, I, was at, um, I was in Washington yesterday, Corey, and we had a meeting with, uh, 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 I forget the lady's name, but she's from uh, the uh, HHS, Health and Human Services uh, Department. We had a meeting, uh, a, a group of pastors, we met them at the Bible Museum, and she says that the uh, welfare roles are being swollen by young white males that are healthy, but they do not work. Yeah. I mean, the, the, this, you know, we, we are, we are, we are destroying uh, a whole generation of Americans. We already have working class Americans. Um, and you know something that, but speak, speak to those guys that along with, um, you know, from a lot of people from blue collar families, they have because of trade unions, they, they they habitually vote Democrat, okay? I mean, case in point, well, it's, it's not our state, but case in yeah. point, West Virginia, okay? Which yeah. just recently went for Trump, but historically, they voted Democrat. Same thing in the African-American community, historically votes Democrat. But yet and still, 
the policies that you espouse, that Trump espouses, that generally Republicans espouse, would be such a benefit. How do you reach through someone that's a three and four generation Democrat voter? The guy has calluses on his hands. He wears work boots. His feet are tired. He's working double shifts. How do you break through the lies that have been told about us and get this guy to see that, um, you know, for example, the Trump economy, uh, unemployment is down, stock market is up. the, the, The facts are there, but the media is skewing everything. How do you break through that, Corey? Well, you know what? We don't ha- we don't have to figure that out because it's already been figured out. President Trump figured it out. He figured it out in 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 in, in 2016. That's how he won Wisconsin. That's how he won Michigan and Ohio and Pennsylvania and all those northern states that used to have big industrial uh, the heartland of America. But all those guys, they lost their jobs. You know, everybody's suffering. If you're blue collar, you're suffering. They realized, they realized that the Democratic Party, that is for unrestrained trade into the United States, even if it's not fair trade, the Democratic Party that is all for bringing in a lot of unskilled, low-skilled, illegal immigrants and, and, and legal immigrants, and then people woke up that day. Now, what, what's happened is Trump won the white working class vote in 2016, and Democrats are terrified, hatchet man, yes. that African Americans and Hispanics and Asian working that class they'll wake are up. going to be waking up pretty soon as well and finding out that the Democratic Party has, been, has really been treating them very poorly uh, over the past couple of uh, generations. Yeah, and I've been saying it for years. We need candidates that can reshuffle the electoral deck because if things stay the same the uh, based on voting patterns and get out the vote, you know, you want to get out the vote of the guy that voted for you last time, that's a recipe for disaster. The electoral deck must be reshuffled, and these Democrat voters must be told the truth. And, um, you know, and you're known as a truth teller, okay? <laughs> well, anyway. I take a lot of grief for it, too. Well, hey, don't we all, brother? <laughs> don't we all? But look, um, we, 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 I'm a little long on this segment, but uh, let me give you uh, uh, your, your last minute here to make your pitch uh, to our listening audience. Uh, you, we have a very fine crop of candidates running for the right to face off against 10 came. We have you, um, you know, very high octane, very articulate uh, and fearless. And we have E.W. Jackson, uh, eloquent, again, high energy. Uh, we have Nick Freitas, uh, you know, great story, military, really gets at it. And all you guys really understand the issues and what's at stake. Uh, so make your pitch uh, as to why, uh, folks should tr- entrust you uh, with the responsibility to face up against Tim Kaine. I'm a fighter. I'm loyal to the president. I'll be supporting his agenda, and I'm a winner. I'm the only Republican who's been able to win, not just once, not just twice, but five times in Northern Virginia, including four times as the at-large chairman of the Board of Supervisors of Prince William County, half million residents in Northern Virginia, a blue county, I've won it four times by increasing margins. If you want a winner, if you want a fighter, if you want somebody who's going to be supporting the president's agenda, America first, Corey Stewart is your guy in the primary in, in June. Okay, okay. And uh, and let me note for the audience, he didn't badmouth any Republican, and I just think that's so great. And um, 
you know, the guy that needs to be bad mouth is Tim Kaine. Yeah, That's so right. yeah, God bless you, Corey, and you uh, you, keep keep fighting. Thank Thanks, you for man. thank Will you do. for sharing with the audience. Yeah, bye bye. All right. Well, all right, folks, uh, we're getting close to the uh, bottom of the hour. We may have time for one quick phone call. If you're out there with your finger poised on the dial, it's 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And, uh, but back to uh, what I was sharing with you uh, before Corey called in about the, uh, the differences in uh, these fake government shutdowns, okay? Because because I think they're all, uh, on a certain level, they're all fake. Now, I know because we live in Virginia, we have an abundance of federal employees in, in, um, in Northern Virginia in particular. And so in Northern Virginia, they don't consider it fake, okay? Because when you say, well, uh, it's only 13% of the uh, workforce in the non-essential uh, realm of uh, federal employees— well, that 13%, that's, you're talking about over 100,000 people, all, well, maybe not all in Northern Virginia, but the majority of them, you know, some live in Maryland, Delaware, um, but the majority of them live in um, Northern Virginia, the largest, the largest portion. And so, you know, I'm not making light of uh, their plight, but uh, these people, they, they're not going to lose their money. They're going to get their money deferred because if, if this, uh, this phony shutdown, say, it lasts three weeks, well, when they start getting paid again, they'll just get their back pay. They'll just get a big fat check for those three weeks. So it's, um, look, but let, 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 we're going we're gonna to take a break and we're going to finish this thought on the other side. 804-454-1366 is the number if you would like to participate. Back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, we are coming into our final 30 minutes of the program. If you would like to participate, the phone number here is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And I would like to remind you all to please check out our new website, and uh, yes, I'm still saying new. It's been up for, what, about six weeks now. <laughs> TheReallyRealDeal.com. 
And uh, if you like what you hear uh, here, and uh, maybe you go back and uh, check out our archive, a lot of the articles I've written. Uh, last week, we were celebrating the uh, birth of the late, great uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and uh, I reposted an article I wrote last year for Dr. King Day, and uh, that article is up on the website, uh, as well as um, if you scroll through it, you can find uh, television programs that I've done over the years. There's probably uh, maybe 20 of them or so uh, that are up there. Uh, radio programs, and again, we've done literally hundreds and hundreds. I can't count how many radio programs we've done, but uh, easily we have a couple hundred of them up on the uh, website, and uh, you can sort you can sort by subject, uh, and we break the subject matter down with the uh, what I call the seven C's of a successful society. And they are, and, and a lot of you know this, but for the new folks, uh, uh, the seven C's are Christian faith, conservative values, constitutional limits, capitalistic opportunity, choice in all things, uh, confrontation with evil, and consistency in the application of law. And, uh, and you know, you have a bunch of folks in Washington today, uh, one of the things they're marching over, and, and they're, they're, they're called the Nasty Woman March because that's what they call themselves. This is the second anniversary of their march, and uh, last year was their first, first effort, and they referred to themselves as a bunch of nasty women. So I just, I just call it the Nasty Woman March. But, uh, you know, one of the things they claim that they, uh, they're in favor of is, is, is choice, a woman's right to choose. But uh, me now, I'm the school choice advocate at the Virginia Christian Alliance, and they fight me tooth and nail on the right of choosing a school. Okay, which wealthy people already have the right to choose because their checkbook gives them that right. But if you're just n not quite that blessed uh, yet uh, financially and, and you can't stroke that check, uh, you know, from my perspective, rather than the, the government send a million dollar check to the school board, they should send a $10,000 check to each and every parent. And that gives you choice of schools. But these women that want the choice to commit aborticide do not want you to have the choice of where to send your child, nor the choice of which doctor to choose. Okay, so, but we're going to welcome Barry to the program. Barry is calling in from Williamsburg. Uh, thank you for your listenership and your phone call, Barry. What is on your mind today? Hey, Brother Craig, this is Mary in Williamsburg. Oh, Mary, Mary. Okay, Scott. Scott had a little hearing issue there. <laughs> How you doing, Mary? You've been listening for quite a while. I really appreciate you. You bet. I support you 100% in everything you do. Thank um, you. We need, more, we need more voices like you. But anyway, what's on my mind today is I'm pretty angry about the Senate race. Because here we've got people that call themselves conservative but, I mean, the conservatives are not serious about winning. I think what we're going to have here is a repeat of the governor's race. Mm -hmm. We've got three candidates that are going to split the conservative vote in the primary, and then the establishment candidate is going to win, get the nomination, and then he's going to take a dive, just like Gillespie did. Well, I, um, did you hear the beginning of the program today? Um, I think so. Okay. 
Well, I'm I'm a member of the Watchman's Council. We had a vetting of the of the four candidates uh, last okay, week. Right? Yeah, we had right, we vetted that. we vetted the four candidates, and uh, and I was sharing that I thought uh, the top three. You know, the one guy's new and young, and you know, um, Ivan Raiklin. Okay, but the uh, fine gentleman, uh, military guy. You know, fine guy, but you know, not yet ready for prime time. Now the right. uh, the other three, uh, Nick Freitas, who we had on the program, he won our nomination. Okay, uh, it was not unanimous, and I'm not at liberty to, to say uh, what the vote tally was, but uh, everyone did receive some votes. Corey Stewart, E. W. Jackson, and, and Nick Freitas. And I know, but this is the problem. Okay, we have three viable. They they look good. They sound good. They're going to split the conservative vote in the primary. But that's what primaries are for. Okay, now um, I don't think we have a traditional uh, establishment candidate this time. Now, just because the establishment gets behind someone, uh, we can't. You know, it's like a guy that has a degree from Harvard. You know, Harvard is not what Harvard used to be, but we can't say just because you have a degree from Harvard that that makes you bad, okay? Um, so the the fact that, um, you know, and I think you might be, you know, intimating that Nick Freitas, uh, because he's the guy that has the most endorsements, he also got our endorsements. Now, me as an individual, I cannot endorse this early because quite often I am asked to uh, moderate a debate, okay? And that's for those localities that, that want a real debate, which is what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to engineer, a real, true, fierce debate, okay? A lot of things that pass for a debate, as you well know, Mary, it's, it's just, you know, a bunch of guys taking turns uh, spouting on, you know, you know, why they're great and uh, with, with very little challenge, and so, but I have to maintain my independence and I have to have the integrity uh, of being fair, which hopefully, you know, 10 years behind this microphone, people have gotten the sense that I'm tough, but I'm fair. Okay. Even to um, candidates that you might call mainstream or that I, I, mo- I make fun of these guys, I call them low fat Republicans and all the other, but I'm fair to these guys. Okay. Um, now, the last go-round, Ed Gillespie would not even come on my radio program. Corey was on all the time, and Ed wouldn't even come. And uh, even after Ed won the nomination, he still wouldn't come on my program, okay? And I've been toting water for these Republicans for 20 years, okay? Oh, more than 20 years. I go all the way back to uh, when Gilmore ran for governor, okay? So, um, you know, that's quite a, that's quite a while. But... Um, you know, I okay, think. Well, when when's the cutoff date for uh, entry into the race? Because there's still time for an establishment candidate to get in, isn't there? There is time, uh, but uh, I I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, I've heard some rumblings that Gilmore might give another go, uh, and I think if he does, it would be a disaster. Okay, I think people like Nick. See, I'm a member of Generation X, and uh, Nick is a Generation X guy. Corey Stewart is a Generation X guy. Uh, E.W. Jackson, a baby boomer. Okay, now the past seven governors of Virginia in a row have been baby boomers. The last time we had a pre-baby boomer was Governor Doug Wilder, who was a member of the silent generation. 
But uh, but then uh, George Allen, the first baby boomer governor, they've been all been baby boomers ever since. The baby boomer time is over. Okay, uh, Governor Gilmore had his moment. He he was attorney general. He was governor. Um, he he um, you know tried to become senator, and uh, you know lost horribly to Mark Warner. Uh, you know lost you know really horribly lost. And well, yeah, uh, I don't think he could win the Senate. But I think he could get the nomination if the conservative vote is split between the three candidates. I, I don't. I, think, I don't think he will get it because Nick Nick Freitas has a lot of the. I think the establishment is waking up and they're seeing that they can no longer be the grand old party. And so they're looking for a grand new Republican, something I've been talking about for years. I've actually coined the phrase grand new Republican, okay? And uh, as a matter of fact, I own the web domain, the grand new Republicans and the grand new party, literally, okay? And, uh, and so, the, I, you know, I'm not new to this. I've been trying to tell these knuckleheads, I can't count how many years I've, I've been trying to tell them you know, you know, these guys, they have a guy on their side called the hatchet man. Can you imagine, Mary, if I were a Democrat and I and I beat up on Republicans the, for the Democrat Party the way I beat up on Democrats for the Republican Party? Do you realize that the Democrats would throw money at me by the truckload? They would truck money in the way Obama trucked money over to Iran. I would need a forklift to pick the money up. Do, do you realize that, Mary? Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> Am I right. overstating yes. my case? <laughs> no. What I want to say is, you know, the stakes are too high. Yeah, yeah. I think, Corey, we can't be playing games. Corey Stewart is the only one that can really beat Tim Kaine. I think if he gets the nomination, he can do it. And I think if Prades and Jackson were true conservatives and want the conservative cause, they'll step out of the race, help Corey win, and then step into the next available race. Well, that's, you know, everybody who backs a candidate could make that claim. I mean, E.W. can light a room up like very few people can. Fiery, fiery speaker. Tim, I mean, um, Nick Freitas. I've heard him speak. Yeah. I don't think he's that good. Well. No, I don't. I think he's weak. <laughs> I think Freitas is weak, too. I can hear it in his voice. Well, it's going to take something really. Nick is the youngest. Nick is the youngest of the three. And uh, now I would agree with you that there is a learning curve. And, uh, you know, I gave Nick uh, an opportunity to speak today and I, I didn't grill him quite as hard as I grilled him week before last when I had him on here. And, you know, it, it's up on my website, that interview. And uh, I grilled him really, really hard a couple of weeks ago. And uh, because I, I see the need, I see exactly what you're talking about. And you know that I know because that's what I do behind this microphone. And uh, right. but what I think the way it looks, um, the um, I think Corey and E.W. are going to split the more hardcore conservative part of our um, coalition and I think that's going to leave Nick with the majority. And I'm just sharing that without making a personal endorsement. Uh, that's that's an analysis, okay? And I think yeah. I he think that's the way it stands. Yeah, uh, I, I think it would. Yeah, I think it would be good if he would. Um, but now, who knows what happens? Uh, 
behind closed doors because I thought last go-round that the only reason Warner was in it was uh, not to say that, you know, he plotted this, but you'd be surprised the people that would uh, whisper in your ear, hey, man, you ought to run and, and, you know, and give him uh, just enough money not to win, but just enough to split the anti-Gillespie vote. I think that's what happened last time, which was an effort to block Corey Stewart because Republicans are really, really fearful of being uh, very, very aggressive. And, uh, and in the age of Trump, uh, I really don't get that, okay? Because I can see them exactly. being that way for the last 10, 15 years. But Trump comes along and proves to everyone you can be aggressive and win, okay? Because, you you know, you're not going to scare the Democrats any more than the Democrats already use scare tactics to motivate of their voter base. I mean, look at what they did to Mitt Romney. Mild-mannered Mitt Romney, they said the man killed someone's wife and 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 that he's never paid his taxes in the last decade. They, they will literally make things up. So the argument that the uh, low-fat Republicans make that you can't be as aggressive as a guy like Corey Stewart, uh, it's, it's really false. It's really false. And we need to reshuffle the electoral deck, Mary, uh, something, I, again, I've been saying for years that there are a lot of Democrats that are blue-collar types that they, they earn their own money. They don't get welfare checks. They don't, they, they're not big enough to get a million-dollar contract somewhere. They, they're not in academia, so they're not going to get a funny government grant to go study, um, you know, why do prostitutes get drunk and, 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 uh, and, and, and have loose sex. You know, they, they have all, and, and it might sound like I'm poking fun, Mary, but there are, you can look it up. There are literally people that get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars every year to study silly things like that. There was a study once that uh, are males and females really different. They actually paid someone several hundred thousand dollars to do a study. Most Democrats don't get those kind of silly little grants. Most Democrats work for a living. And it, those Democrats are ripe for someone from the Republican Party to come along and let them know that you have been lied to about us all these years. And that will reshuffle the electoral deck and break up that 90% uh, voting block that uh, blacks have. The black leaders basically deliver 90% of the vote to Democrats. And they're working on Hispanics, Mary, I think in the Hispanics, it's about 70-30 now. But yeah, well, that's why E.W. Jackson needs to get behind Corey Stewart and get him elected. Otherwise, to me, he's just a phony. Yeah, uh, well, well, we'll see what happens. No matter which one wins, I will uh, be pushing him uh, really, really hard. But, uh, you know, I don't think um, – I don't think – any establishment guy, if anyone gets in late, it, it might be Ken Cuccinelli. Um, I've heard rumblings of Ken. I've heard rumblings of um, Gilmore. But um, I think this, the, the, the old guard establishment will warn Gilmore that, um, you know, if he gets in, it's going to ruin it for Nick. And I think they're banking on Nick for the future. Uh, my concern is that if Nick does get it, that they would try to convince him that, hey, you can't win this time, just play it safe, and we'll run you next time. You know, Republicans are stupid like that. 
You know, whereas Democrats, they come after us with everything and the kitchen sink, no matter how long the odds are. And, um, you know, we need to learn oh, how to do and, the same. And you know what? E.W. Jackson can't stand up to that Democrat machine. There's no way he can stand up to that. Well, I, I will never say never. Put it that way. But listen, Mary, I've got to move here. I'm a little long on this segment. I greatly appreciate your listenership, your calling, and your support. You're a, you're a true patriot. Yes, I am, and thanks for that. Yeah. yeah, Good talking to you, Brother Craig. Same here, Mary. God bless you. All right. We are going to take our final break of the day, folks, and when we come back, we will wrap it up. And if you'd like to, we might could squeeze in one more phone call. The number is 804-454-1366, 804 454 1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, about to wrap up another fantastic program. Uh, the number, if you'd like to call, is 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. And, uh, yes, um, and, you know, and, and again, uh, everywhere you, you turn, Fox News, CNN, whatever, you know, there's all this uh, I mean, at some point, folks, it gets to be like white noise, okay? Government shutdown, government shutdown. The government shuts down every night. The government shuts down every weekend, you know? Uh, throughout American history, from time to time, they get to a budget impasse like this, and the government shuts down for a couple of weeks. And what essentially happens is, uh, you know, the park service doesn't open up. You know, big deal, you know? The janitors, you know, they don't get to come in and mop the floor. So, I mean, 
Come on. Come on, folks. The 13%. Okay, there are some department heads and, and whatnot. And uh, so, you know, we, 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 um, we really can't uh, allow ourselves to be pushed around uh, like this with false information, which is, you know, this is why you tune in to get the really real deal uh, right here. And, um, and, and this is the really real deal. You know, Trump has such a great first year. And so uh, one, of the, one of the tactics of the Democrats is to take the good news of the economy. Um, people's 401ks are running over with money. You know, to take that good news off the uh, headlines and put government shutdown as though government shutting down means, <laughs> you know, what? What does it mean? What's happening today or not happening today. It's a Saturday. The government is shut down. Do Saturdays not function? I mean, give me a break. And uh, we, we want to welcome, oh, wow, we got uh, Horace from Richmond. Horace, what's on your mind, brother? Hi, Brother Craig. Um, first of all, let me tell you something. I am a Trump supporter. Oh, God and, bless you, man. <laughs> and I can hear your island accent. Yeah. Yeah, so you know yeah. that's great. You can look past yeah. the uh, all the garbage that the mainstream media tries to pour on you. Oh, Trump! Yeah. Trump hates people that have brown skin. I mean, for crying out loud, the man gave millions of dollars to uh, people in Haiti when Dr. Rand Paul went down there several years ago to do eye surgery on Haitians. And the media, they won't even report that. Rand Paul is out yeah. here trying to tell people who will listen, and only Fox News will carry the story. I mean, well, if this he, was before Trump was a politician, gave yeah. money to Haitians so that, uh, you know, paid for the supplies and the airplane and all that so that Rand yeah. Paul could go down there and do eye surgeries free of charge for Haitians. I mean, yeah. give, give me well, a break. Well, I, I know... Donald Trump a long time. I lived in New York for 37 yeah. years. Yeah. And I met him. You met, met him? him yes. Oh, um, now tell I us real quick because I, I got was, one other caller on the okay, line. I was introduced to him mm -hmm. by people at Black Enterprise because I used to be a businessman in New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, they gave me an award and asked me if I wanted to meet a real millionaire. And it was Donald <laughs> Trump they introduced me to. Yeah. And um, I, he didn't even build the 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 the, the, um, the Trump Tower yet. He he had a drawing on his wall. Oh, okay. In his oh, okay. Yeah. And all the talk that they are talking about that he's racist or anything like that. Mm -hmm. No, no it's truth silly. to that. Yeah, I, I he, believe you. I believe you. He, he described what he described uh, as people from other places as whatever he described them as. Yeah, he just calls the, the them country. He, he calls the country. them what they themselves call them because if yeah. it was not a hellhole, they would not have come here. But listen, right. brother. Do me a favor. Good to hear you, you. Listen, you, it's so good to hear from you. Uh, you you sound like a guy that used to call me back at WLEE. Is this the same yeah. horse? <laughs> oh, same I horse. thought so. Listen, man, same you horse. got to call me back next yeah. Saturday. I've got one other guy on the line, okay. and I, I'm up against the clock. But I'm so yeah. glad to hear your voice, man. Call, yeah, man. And call back anytime, brother. And okay, check our brother, new website out. Good to hear you. Same good here. To hear you. God bless you. Hey.
All right. And we're going to welcome Lawrence from Newport News. Lawrence, what's on your mind, brother? We got two minutes. Great to talk to you. I'll make it fast. You you mentioned about our churches being under assault. Yes. Um, I've got a quick story. Uh, that I, I was on a search committee for a bishop in the Episcopal Church, and we would write our questions on a note card. I wrote on the note card, do you believe that um, Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary um, and, you know, conceived by the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. You know what he did when he read the question when what? he was being interviewed? He says, that's the stupidest question I've ever heard in my life. Oh, my. I hope you didn't hire him. It. They did. They picked that guy. Wow. I do not want this guy as bishop. And right now, he's sitting right there, and he's the bishop of the of the, the southern uh, the, the the diocese of the Southern Virginia right now. And now, uh, tell a, tell the audience again the manner in which he described the question. Did he throw the card down? He tore it up and said it was a, st- it was a silly question. He's not going to even bother answering, and tore the card up and threw it on the ground. Wow! Wow! That made me so sick. Shortly after I left, I, I, you know. Well, I said, I told my wife, I said, I hope he's not picked. That's the last yeah. guy. There was like six candidates. They picked that guy. Yeah, well, he's in the religion the business. He's he's yeah, in the religion he, business then. There's a lot of, there's a lot of charlatans. Um, and we got to be, we got to keep our, our um, we got to keep our backs up. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, I appreciate and, you sharing. I got a roll, yeah. brother. I'm up okay, against it. Okay, I understand. Be praying for you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep listening okay. and keep calling. Right, thanks. Well, all right, folks, that wraps it up here, and uh, we really appreciate you all being there, and I will share with you again. Please check us out at our new website, thereallyrealdeal.com. God bless you, Virginia. We're going to see you right here uh, tomorrow. Uh, We will not be live, but we will be here from 9 to 11 tomorrow morning. God bless you.